0: Welcome to the RSJ radio podcast, created from content produced by students enrolled in radio courses at the Ryerson School
1: of Journalism.
2: A former Blue Jays is accused of abusing his wife. The economy is doing worse than we thought. And our planet is getting unnaturally hot. But on the brighter note, the Giller Prize finalists will be announced this evening. First to sports.
3: Former Blue Jays shortstop, Jose Reyes, has been arrested for allegedly assaulting his wife in a Hawaii hotel room. The four-time All-Star was traded to the Colorado Rockies in July this year. The incident reportedly took place in the Four Seasons Hotel in Maui on Halloween night. Rea's wife Catherine told police she had thigh, neck and wrist injuries. He was arrested for abuse but released on bail. A recent report from the World Anti-Doping Agency reveals doping and deception in Russia. But what does this mean for sports, and what are the consequences? Anna K. Evans reports.
1: The International Olympic Committee, the IOC, is now asking for disciplinary actions against Russian athletes and sports bodies. This request comes after the World Anti-Doping Agency released its report on widespread doping in the country. Richard Pound, who helped write the report, says there's a lot of conclusive evidence.
4: Uh, We have found uh, cover-ups, we found destruction of samples in the laboratories, we found payments of money in order to conceal uh, doping tests, uh, among others.
1: The investigation was launched last December when a German broadcaster released a documentary called The Secrets of Doping, How Russia Makes Its Winners. The IOC says that it will be ready to strip medals from any Russian athletes found guilty of doping allegations. Doug McQuarrie, the chief operating officer from the Canadian Centre for Ethics in Sports, says swift action by the IOC is encouraging to all athletes.
0: I think this report should reinforce the fact that no one is prepared to stand idly by when they have an understanding or knowledge with respect to others that are cheating in sports. So
5: this particular
0: um, commission report is going to turn the sport world on on its ear for quite some time.
1: Any disciplinarian decision made by the IOC will not only affect the Russians' track and field team, but according to Pound, it could also affect soccer's next World Cup hosted in Russia.
4: Uh, there will be a decision by the, uh, the criminal authorities as to whether or not there will be a prosecution.
1: The Russian track team is currently under review and could be banned from the 2016 Olympics in Brazil. For are you listening? I'm Anna K. Evans. Chris
3: Pronger was officially inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame yesterday. The Ontario native was most known for his intimidation as a defenseman on the ice. Post-concussion syndrome ended Pronger's career in 2011 after he took a stick to the eye. He is now speaking out against predatory hitting in hockey. After setting a franchise record of five straight wins to kick off the season, the Raptors really dropped the ball over the weekend. The team lost back-to-back games while struggling offensively. The Raptors dropped from first in the Eastern Conference to third after their rough weekend. They are hosting the New York Knicks tonight at 7.30. That's sports. I'm Alexandria Pankratz. Are you listening? In business news, Trudeau starts off spending in the red. Volkswagen
2: offers up a $1,000 apology, and fast food workers strike in 270
6: cities in the U.S. today. Here's Christina with the story. Canada might see an even worse start to the economy than the Trudeau government originally planned. Liberals predicted up to three years of deficit in hopes of stimulating the economy and balancing budgets by 2020. But the parliamentary budget officer says we're already starting off in the red. His report says Canada is at a $3 billion deficit right now and will end in 2018 with a total of $4.7 billion in deficit even before the Liberals start spending. Volkswagen is pumping up to $1,000 worth of vouchers per driver in an attempt to make amends with customers affected by the diesel-powered scandal. The automaker is set to extend the offer to as many as 482,000 vehicle owners in the U.S. who drive the small 2-liter, 4-cylinder engine car. Canadians will be offered similar compensation with a combination of prepaid Visa cards and credit towards upgrades and services. The automaker is currently facing over 200 separate class action lawsuits in the U.S., causing diesel cars to drop in value, along with Volkswagen stock. Fast-food workers in the U.S. began striking today in 270 cities in a fight to raise minimum wage to $15 an hour. Right now, federal minimum wage sits at $7.25 an hour and workers are trying to grab the attention of the 2016 electoral candidates to push for higher wages. I'm Christine Esposito for Are You Listening. In today's health and science news,
2: the world's heating up, especially in this last year. Ontario's transgender community can now get referrals through any doctor. A big belly may be worse than overall obesity and Toronto students will be
0: first to test out Google's new virtual reality field trip tool. Here's Meg Rogers with the details. We're getting hotter and that's not really a good thing. The worldwide temperature has risen about one degree Celsius within the past year. If the global surface temperature rises by two degrees or more there will be many catastrophic effects from food production and sea levels to wildlife and water reserves and we're already halfway there. In health news, an announcement has made a big difference in the Ontario transgender community. Here's Joseph Wong with more.
5: Trans communities across Ontario are reacting positively to the news. The provincial government is expanding support for the trans community. Ontario Health Minister Eric Hoskins announced a change in a Friday news conference. These proposed amendments will allow medical referrals for insured sex reassignment surgery to be provided
1: by health care providers anywhere in this province.
5: This is good news for the trans community, which usually faces two-year waiting times for just a referral. Hoskins said this is the first step in supporting the community. Cassandra Emerson, a Ryerson psychology student who identifies as trans, is happy to hear the news.
4: I'm really hoping it leads to a shift in the way people think about transgendered health, because a lot of people don't seem to think it's as much of a necessity as it is. Uh, and I think it's going to be really good for the current community because I do know a lot of people who have been like struggling to try to be able to get a referral.
5: Although she's happy, Emerson still feels as if there's too many steps.
4: So uh, I'm really hoping uh, that in the future they make it less of a rigorous process to examinate people and see if they actually are trans. Because right now the way the programs are set up is it's like you have to go through counselors and then get referred to doctors who then refer you to endocrinologists. And then after all that, then you have to like be on it for a certain amount of time before you can get a referral for SRS and stuff like that. She feels as if the trans community still
5: has barriers trying to prove its identity.
4: So like when you realize you're a trans person, it's like... Okay, now I'm this, and now I have to wait five years to go through a bunch of, like, legal bureaucracy trying to prove my gender to people, which doesn't make a lot of sense, because who the heck is going to pretend that they're transgendered and get hormones and surgery to change themselves into something that they're not? For Are You Listening? I'm Joseph Wong.
0: Thanks, Joseph. In other health news, a 14-year study has revealed that the spare tire of belly fat some people carry is worse for your health than overall obesity. People of normal weight, but who have fat around their middles, carry visceral fat, which surrounds internal organs. This can lead to diabetes, high cholesterol, and inflammation. Toronto students may get the chance to travel the world without spending a dime. Toronto schools will be the first in Canada to try out the new Google Expeditions Pioneer Program, a virtual reality program that will be used as a learning tool. To qualify, Schools need six or more teachers interested in trying out the program. Kits containing smartphones, a tablet, a router, and viewing devices will be delivered to interested schools in January. I'm Meg Rogers, reporting for Are You Listening.
2: In the world of arts and entertainment, the Giller Prize finalists are getting ready for tonight's announcement of the winner. The Andy Warhol exhibit in Toronto expands, and the entertainment world mourns the death of composer Alan Toussaint. This and more with Maria.
7: The finalists for the prize include Andrea Alexis for his book Fifteen Dogs, Quebec author Samuel Archibald for Arvida, Toronto-born Rachel Kosk for Outline, and Akana Schofield for Martin and John, and Montrealer Heather O'Neill for Daydreams of Angels. The winner will be awarded $100,000, and the other four finalists will get $10,000 each. The Giller Prize honors authors of the best Canadian novel or short story published during the year. The Revolver Gallery has launched a new and improved part two to their Andy Warhol exhibit. The newly curated show features complete Warhol portfolios and
8: free Tuesdays to support local food bank. Olivia Ciarello has the story. Attention Andy Warhol fans. The walls of 77 Bloor Street West have been turned into an all Warhol exhibit. Revolver Gallery has brought the work of Warhol into the limelight in Toronto through the project titled Andy Warhol Revisited. Revolver Gallery is a contemporary art gallery based in Los Angeles. It focuses only on the career and work of Andy Warhol. Gallery manager Leila Tisdal explains the reason behind the exhibit. It's a new idea and we're only here for a short amount of time. Um, We're here to basically educate and get the community of Toronto interacting with Andy Warhol's work and learning as much as they can. And all together we have about 120 works that we're showcasing. The exhibition opened up in July, however, a part two has just been launched this week, with several new pieces added to the collection, as well as free entry on Tuesdays. We started this initiative where if you come on a Tuesday you can bring a soup uh, can, it has to be Campbell's soup and you get free admission and then we collect all those soup cans and donate them to the daily bread food bank in Toronto. TIFF has also launched an exhibit at the Bell Lightbox that features Warhol's film production. Tisdall thinks that the buzz around Warhol in Toronto will be able to show people why Warhol's work is still relevant today. His work in the 60s is noticeably different to his work in the 80s, but it really took note of the huge changes that were happening in popular culture and this kind of mass consumption of the media and celebrity. Today, in 2015, all of these things can still be uh, reflected upon and you can see parallels between art that's made today and art that was being made back in the 1960s. Andy Warhol Revisited will be showcased in Toronto until the end of December. I'm Olivia Ciarello for Are You Listening?
7: In more award news, the CBC comedy This Hour Has 22 Minutes is among the recipients of the Canadian Screen Awards. The Academy of Canadian Cinema and Television announced early winners of the 2016 celebration. Former Bell Media President Ivan Fitson, screenwriter Karen Walton, and former CBC producer Mark Starowitz will also be receiving awards. Starowitz will get the Gordon Sinclair Award for Broadcast Journalism. The awards will be presented during the Canadian Screen Week next year from March 7 to March
4: 13.
7: That's just one of the many hits from legendary New Orleans musician and composer Alan Toussaint, who died of a heart attack this morning. He was 77 years old. Toussaint was in a hotel room in Madrid where he stayed after his concert last night. He's known for classics like working in a coal mine and composing Lady Marmalade. He was supposed to perform a benefit concert with Paul Simon in New Orleans on December 8th. And that's all for arts and entertainment. I am Maria Figueiredo for Are You Listening?
2: That's it for today, folks. I'm Catherine Machado. And I'm Eva Selbick for Are You Listening? Are you listening? Are you?